Have you been looking for something loud, funny, candid, and raunchy? Well, you're in luck, baby. Welcome to the Death Drop Pod. Drag superfans, Miss Apocalypse, and Chopsticks celebrating all things drag. From Drag Race to Dragula, from local to international queens and kings, Apocalypse and Chopsticks bring the tea every week. So put on your headphones and get that tiara placed perfectly. This is the Death Drop Pod, and here are your hosts, Miss Apocalypse and Miss Chopsticks. Welcome back to Death Drop Pod. It is me, it's Chopsticks. And Miss Apocalypse. Uh, we've been gone for a hot minute. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we took a break when season uh, 13. 13 was we're over. 13, now we're on 6. <laughs> yep, and now we're going backwards in time to RuPaul All-Star Season 6. Yes. And I felt right, you know, to kind of just jump back in when the season started. I mean, of course, we're already late by a couple weeks to do a full <laughs> recaps, but in true... Um, Miss Chopsticks and Miss Apocalypse fashion, fashion. Um, we are never on time. So come We're on, guys. We're a few behind. Yeah, I mean, remember season one for us was Bear With Us. That's continuing on into season two. We're going to get our I feel shit like we're together. better now. We are. This is our first episode, but I feel like we have like plans to be way better. We have plans like to be way better. Yeah, exactly. And we actually have real equipment, you guys. Actual like, equipment. Actual equipment. Like, we're not kind of, you know... We're doing... not doing the Zoom thing, and we're not doing our phones as our microphones. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, hey, we're already starting off on a complete new direction. It's really exciting. It has been really yeah. crazy, though. Um, COVID is near kind of the tail end of its little... Except Miss Delta's coming in. Yeah, I know. Miss <laughs> Delta can just go and kiss everyone's behind um and be behind us hopefully um but yeah it's exciting so like tons of new things have been going on i mean miss apocalypse has moved yes. across the state um into where i am move closer to chopsticks yep exactly <laughs> and so this will be really fun and then what else has been going on? i feel like just a lot so in addition to just our personal lives i think i guess a cool thing is for the podcast um I'm like have decided to rebrand Miss Apocalypse. So whenever we get around to doing like a new season like promo thing, um, I'm excited to like show off that. I want to do a lot more actual content for Miss Apocalypse and the channel, which kind of brings us to locally. Um, and that was also kind of a added benefit of moving. But where I am at now, uh, me and Miss Chopsticks actually are talking about doing more live events yes. um, for kind of the community and just for drag in general. So Yes, and it'll be so fun. So if you guys are up in the Midwest here, to all of our Midwest listeners, hit us up on our Instagram or even DM us on our own individual pages yes. um, because we're super excited. We're going to have some awesome, fun events coming in and Hopefully, we'll be able to live stream some of it so that for those that aren't in the Midwest, I mean, I don't blame you for why you wouldn't want to be here. Um, but for all our East Coasters, West Coasters, you hit us up and all of our international listeners, too. Yes. Um, hopefully, we'll be able, to be able to live stream some of the things that we're doing so that you guys can all be a part of the fun party. And that actually brings up a good point. So I know we like missed it was like a cardinal sin to miss not doing anything drag related in June for womp, Pride womp, Month. Womp. <laughs> I think we have good reasons. So personal, me and Miss Chopsticks lost like 
my per- my longest dog like mm-hmm. at the beginning of the month so that kind of set off pride month in like a bit of a somber yeah. <laughs> kind of mode plus moving um and everything else that was going on but the kind of the reason i bring that up is august is like our local pride month yes and so we celebrated in august up here so we didn't really feel the same push to be like, okay, we need to get everything done. Because like, there's enough talented queens doing that, and they did that in June. Mm-hmm. That is like, okay, we'll just stick with our local one for now. Yeah, <laughs> like, We'll build up with it. So if people were wondering why we were gone during one of the most busy months for yes. drag, that's and, why. And, <laughs> you know, we all sin. Let's be real here. So, you know, forgive never. us, Lord. I would for I have sinned, and I will probably sin again. So, um Either way, though, I mean, yes, it's super exciting that we have a lot of things that are, you know, up our sleeves and like kind of be coming around the corner. And I feel like it almost works, you know, in conjunction with All Stars season six. I feel like, you know, the transfer and change over to Paramount is kind of like this huge transformation, a huge evolution. So like, you know, Death Drop Pod is just jumping on the same bandwagon. We're just evolving as well with it. So um, it's, you know, I think it'll be really cool. And to all of our listeners that's been following us, bearing with us through this entire first season and now into our second season. Thank you. We promise you it'll be worth it. Um, just, you know, good things come to those who wait. <laughs> yes. And you just made me think of something too, that we completely forgot to bring up to anyone as a recap. So I turned 30 this year <laughs> and in celebration for that, me and Miss Chopsticks actually went to drive and drag um mm-hmm. in minneapolis and it was it was an experience like i wish they would do it more and i wish they would do it like longer like it was yes. so short but congrats to those queens like they got ready for like an hour-long show yeah <laughs> like, all of them got fully ready outperform did their full number in broad daylight like I know. right off the freeway <laughs> right off the free- yeah exactly and like i mean live audience but yeah. everyone was in their cars and like you know are sitting on top of their cars and i want to point out i think that for me the drive and drag was amazing it was a mm-hmm. great experience to be able to get out especially with covid like everyone's just eager to get yes. out now but i think because we had seen the vegas show the yes. expectation <laughs> I mean, that bar got set. I'm sorry, ladies. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. (laughs) And so when I'm going in, I'm watching Drive and Drag, you know, the acoustics, the audios, the visual, I mean, you don't realize how amazing the Vegas show is until you see these queens outside of that. And not, you know, I mean... Not that right, no shade to, to them. No shade to just them. Just the production value. Exactly. And like not that the queens that we saw, um, other than Asia, like Asia was just both hosted. In, yeah, hosted both Vegas and the drive and drag. And mm-hmm. she is by far, I mean, she is amazing. <laughs> She's so good on a mic. Oh, amazing. I just yeah, her she just is so quick on her feet and she's witty and she's hilarious so charming like she was there we had a lot of families at our drive and drag and she worked with families in all ages i thought better than most queens could absolutely (laughs) yeah and she just got everyone hyped up which is like so hard to do when you don't have that you know intimate setting and like you or know, much time it was like full hour and a half total yeah I think, the show. hour and a half total with intermission <laughs> in yeah. the middle like and then plus you know asia going around and doing a lot of like trivia stuff and then her doing some commentary and just like yeah. general hosting um but either way i mean it's super impressive and it would be really cool for them to do some more drive and drag because i just think that you know even with covid and hopefully delta um you know hopefully not hitting us very hard um 
I think that some people just still might be a little bit uncomfortable getting back out. And I know for me myself, like just speaking personally, I'm still very aware and like very cautious and like social distancing is still something that I like to adhere to. So I think having options like drive and drag is amazing. On the other hand, kudos to Vegas for opening back up. I I mean, I know Miss Apocalypse and I are dying Dying. (laughs) to get back out there and we probably will hopefully here crossing our fingers shortly, but it's going to, it's amazing that the Vegas show is back on. I'm excited to see what the Queens are going to do this time around. I mean, I feel like they're going to completely up all the production values and just everything all together. I wonder if there's going to be a cast change. I have a feeling she's going to, can remember like the original cast one, like, so when we saw them, it was like the first wave of the cast. But when they did the first old school announcement, remember, I think Eureka was on there even. Like yes. they were going to swap out the queens midway through. Yes, that's right. And then the pandemic hit during the first wave of them. And they haven't made any, I don't think, announcement. I think mm-hmm. it's still the same ones returning like Cameron, yes. uh, Derek, all of them. Yes. But because even, yeah, I just wonder what's going to happen with it because – now with Paramount too, you have a wider audience of all the people watching the current season, right? Mm-hmm. You have all the ones from season 11, et cetera, all on Paramount right now. You would think that they'd want to get some of them in a Vegas show because more people are going to go to Vegas, I would imagine, right. than watching necessary, or any other tour. I agree. But I do think, though, that the Vegas, like the original cast, yeah. we'll call them right now, that's been there and been doing the residency, I feel like they were just kind of, their residency got cut short because of right. um, COVID. So I can totally see Mama Ru letting them stick around and kind of giving right. them that full experience and then doing a cast change. But I do agree with you. I think that for sure, the switch over to Paramount, which we will get to, yep. Um <laughs> I think has opened up so many new doors, so much more for the audience. Um, and I do think that a lot more people are going to want to come see the Vegas show. And the, um, and I think it would only make sense to get some more queens yeah. in there. Um, and especially like, you know, just with how popular RuPaul has. Drag in general. Drag, I guess. Up. Yeah, not even Ru. I should take that back. <laughs> just drag in general has just blown up. I just, it's hard for me to imagine that they're not going to switch right. up. Because, yeah, you just bring up a good point. Like, since season 13, since we finished our last episode, <laughs> we have literally gone through all of Down Under. Mm-hmm. All of our España had yep. started. Yep. They announced that Manila, outside of WOW or RuPaul, is going to be hosting the Port or Filipino drag race. Yes, but it's right. nothing to do with, like, that drag race franchise. Right. Which is super dope, I think, to see Manila, who's Filipino, but grew up in Minnesota, which is our neighbor. Yes, yes. <laughs> to see her go, going back there, you know, from being on season three, All-Stars 1, All-Stars 4, never winning the crown, always being like third mm-hmm. place, to being like, okay, she's going to go host her own version of this show in the Philippines. That's awesome. Because you people don't think think about Philippines, the Filipino people with drag. Well, and it's funny that you bring that up because you're right. Like a lot of time, it's like, and I'm going to, you know, give a warning. It's going to be a very controversial. <laughs> so read me, love me, whatever. I'll take it. But being of an Asian descent myself, I think that there's been a lot of discussions in terms of yes. how, you know, the transgender community, the um, the drag community is very prevalent in Asian communities and countries. But yet it's always been with a you know shade of 
prostitutions, yeah. a shade of, you know, sex workers and um, just, you know, it's never been in the light of glam. And so yeah. it is really awesome to see and to finally be able to just shed some light on that. A lot of these drag personas in Asian countries aren't just your, you know, boy girl girl boy like however people like to say mm -hmm. them or call them like it is really something that's very prestigious it is something that's a lot of talent and creativity and just it's about time i yes. guess that's the best way to say it yes. it's about damn time so kudos huge shout out to manila i'm so excited um you know i think it was an international that we were watching yeah. um on wow just a couple weeks ago where it was just so cool to see so many of the asian drag queens on stage getting some exposure yes. from and i will say some of the things that they can do some of their looks that they pull oh my goodness just flawless they are beautiful um you know but well um, that's been that's been a whole discussion too since we had our last episode mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of good and sad obviously there's been a lot of a lot more rise in like asian hate and yes. especially in the states right and I'm glad that that pushed. There's a lot of good, awesome YouTubers that I should really put a list together for uh, for everyone. But they did a lot of coverage on the drag race, like double standards of Asian, mm -hmm. of how Asian Americans and just Asian contestants on Drag Race have been portrayed just so not good. Like mm -hmm. these are when you look at them, most people will rank all of our Asian queens from all the different seasons, series, all that as like some of the best like look queens and talent queens but none of them make it to the finals none of them mm -hmm. usually they're first ones out and they have the highest social media followings but they never get the exposure yeah plastique yeah plastique and when Kimchi. i can say when when we saw those two at drive and drag definitely had the biggest pull like everyone oh, wanted yeah. plastic tart tiara merchandise which was sold out kimchi yep. stuff was sold out like mm -hmm. it's so <laughs> which is true. good in kimura we wanted kimura hall everyone talks about her she yeah. got robbed season 13 yes. completely yes completely yeah i agree i know and it's so it will be really interesting to see how all that evolves i'm super excited but I think we should definitely talk yes. about this whole Paramount thing, though. Yes, because it's a huge move. Huge. Oh, my goodness. I mean, so exciting. I love the fact that it's on Paramount, to be honest with you, just because I feel like it adds a whole new production level yes. to the show. Um, Mama Ru definitely switched things up this season. Um, a lot. <laughs> a lot. I mean, for those that haven't watched it, I'm sure by the time that you guys are listening to this podcast, you guys should all probably have watched it already. At least the first three. At least the first three. <laughs> maybe just the first one. Um, but what? We got a new theme song. Yep. They changed. First time ever in the series mm -hmm. franchise's history, they changed a the song up um, to make the best drag queen win. Yes. Which is awesome. It's about time. But then I think what is really cool is, and it's been kind of mixed is what I'm hearing from people, is like the Paramount move. It worked. So they have so many new subscribers mm -hmm. to watch the show. Also, the flip side is people who didn't want to tune into Paramount before Drag Race kind of are pissed about paying a price to watch Drag Race. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And But the one thing is, you know what? That's kind of where our society... Money, and though. Yeah, it's going, though. I mean, that's really the digital content. Yep. I mean, I hate to say it. Cable TV is becoming like the new floppy disk. Like, yeah. people just don't really have cable anymore. When you can get everything on the go with your subscription, without commercials, 
for an extra what 10 15 bucks yeah. a month it is cheaper and i mean here i am pulling out the calculator <laughs> um it is cheaper you know to all of our little our listeners that to just pay for subscriptions for the channels you want rather than paying like hundreds 200 dollars a month for cable tv with all these right. extra channels that you don't need so like i mean i'm sorry maybe i'm just the new era of you know modern technology but like i just think that it makes sense i like it i will admit that i subscribed to paramount just to get you know rupaul <laughs> because i did not have it before um but it's worth it and i wish i guess that brings up a good point i wish what they would have done was more like a merger i wish like wow presents mm. plus like that app all the content on there yes. i wish they would just like put that with paramount and have a separate wow section I agree. Because I it's agree. really scattered. If like if you're new to Drag Race and you find Paramount and you find this season and you're like, this is crazy to watch. I want to yep. go back. You're only I think you only get seasons nine, ten, twelve, and all stars. I think on it's a Paramount. little scattered, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And then like three of them are on Hulu. Mm -hmm. Then the other ones you have to buy on amazon yes like who's gonna ever go through all that <laughs> yeah it's so true i you, that's such a good point and here's the nerd side of miss chopsticks coming out um and ties into my day job but it's all about licensures right yep. so it'll be interesting to see whether or not we're gonna get paramount going and acquiring yep. a lot of those licenses and trying to get those back it'll also be really interesting to see whether or not they're gonna do a or merger if gives it and, up because exactly. wow's growing hardcore <laughs> i know so i mean who knows right maybe there's going to be a merger and acquisition happening with wow so for any of our listeners that might be into stocks maybe it'd be something hey. to look at now you know look at us here we are throwing in everything from well, drag to business it's a it's to... a good part because like what kind of ties in with the paramount one is that's what the boulet brothers did they took dragula yes. and sold it to shutter to be the yes. exclusive home for everything boulet so their mm -hmm. podcast is now brought by Shutter, the new season four, which broke records for audition tapes, is going to premiere only on Shutter. Mm -hmm. All the backlog of Dragula is taking off Netflix and going to be put on Shutter only. Which is amazing. That's a smart way. S super smart. <laughs> because who wants, I mean, in our day and age, you're right, who wants to be jumping from app to app to app to get all right. your content? Uh -huh. I mean, I barely want to go from Instagram to Facebook for right. one thing. So let alone trying to watch a show. But... I think, yeah, that's it'll be really interesting to see kind of what happens. I do think that the Paramount move has been just a huge, huge um, advantage and just Plus, benefit. Untucked is on there. Untucked it's is on there. It's all in the yep. same place, which is nice for yeah. once. Because me and, I think, me and Miss Chopsticks have watched untucked finally like yeah. i never catch it during a regular no. season this time i've caught all of it's, them. <laughs> yeah exactly it's super easy to do and it's it's really nice i like it you know one of the things that i've been hearing a lot of debate on is whether or not they like the new pacing of the episodes yes some people are kind people of are, have upset. opinions on the format yeah. <laughs> some people are upset that it's too fast some people are upset that it's too slow too not long. enough too long yeah too yep. short i mean what do you think miss apocalypse like Give us a 30-second rundown. 30-second rundown. I love it. I think All-Stars should always be longer. Mm -hmm. um, we we already know the queens. You've followed them. You want to see them at the next level, and that deserves more screen time. It's yep. hard. I think that's where they kind of messed up, not so much in season 13, but previously it's they, you're introduced to all these 13 new queens on a regular season. The first one in the first – or once you get eliminated in the first episode, you get what? 10 minutes mm -hmm. maybe of their story and that's yep. it 
the rest of what happens from that moment till if they get on All Stars is you following them on social media and watching them grow. Yes. And then you get to see them, you see your doll come back on screen. Right. And it's like, that's the excitement. And I want yeah. more of it. So like, I love the new format. I love the new twist that we still don't know about. But yes. I love that I don't know the twist. Usually you can always predict mm -hmm. like, okay, final four, they're going to bring them back and say, oh, one more queen comes in. Exactly. I can't even say that's what happens. <laughs> I agree. I, I totally agree with you. I love the new format. I think that when it comes to all-stars, it needs to be a little bit more yeah. fast-paced because you're right. We do know these queens already, but now let's let give time, screen time to their talent. Yes, and their brand. Their branding, exactly. And, you know, there's just so much that they all have to offer. And I feel like I don't really care so much for when it comes to all stars for all the drama and all the net. Like, there's a lot of drama. They there's, do. There is a lot, but I don't really care for it as much as I would mm -hmm. in a normal season, right? I agree. When we're looking at all stars, we're looking at, okay, are you the best of the best for that season? Let's it's really a talent show, show it. Yeah. It really is. All it stars really, is a talent one. <laughs> really is. And so. I, I really do enjoy this new format. I think it makes sense to have it a little longer. I think it makes sense to kind of go by it a little faster. Um, it justifies a price. From absolutely. price point one, it's yeah. like, okay, if I'm paying for my normal cable, like I, which we did go through this, I got super irritated that it was like, before season 13, you'd paying so much money, especially when it first went to VH1, season nine. And I remember tuning in and it was like, okay, there's an hour long, so many advertisements. Every advertisement was about drag race. So you were consumed by it, but you weren't actually getting anything consumable. Mm -hmm. No substance. Right. Yeah. And then it's like, so I like this idea of, okay, I'm going to be paying money. I get what, a, like an hour and 10 minutes yep. plus 25 minutes of untucked. Mm -hmm. That's almost two hours of content per week guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> and without the commercials, without all the like just nonsense, just nonsense. But it's not dragged out like season 13 felt at first remember like mm -hmm. looking back i get where a lot of like we were raw i feel like during the moment we were so excited but looking back season 13 was such a long season yes. so i'm glad that this one is paced kind of between yes i agree and i do absolutely love the fact that we don't know what the twist is right yes. because i mean thinking back to season 13 and not to shade on it we knew i mean we kind of called right. it we kind of we were like okay the, we got pretty close yeah, to who the, the pork chop girls are going to yeah. come back and compete like we could kind of really figure out the script and what the producers were wanting to us to even down do. to who was being eliminated like yeah yeah i would like to toot our own horn but i think we also could just read the show absolutely yeah <laughs> and for all our you know og listeners and watchers of rupaul i mean i think all of us could agree and say the same thing so it's nice to see it not predictable exactly i really like it so let's jump into the episode yes. so episode one yeah we're gonna just kind of run through a quick recap to kind of get us all back on speed yep. and then we'll then go back to our normal regular weekly episodes of the yes. week um and not have to do crazy recaps like this you know it's funny because we're speeding through our episodes just like through Paul's all-star so if you six. haven't watched them this is definitely the episode you want to listen to you get all episodes for less than one hour hey. <laughs> so first one we get to introduce them uh it's obviously in all-stars tradition we yes. get right going with the reading challenge right away which was cool to see them do and then the talent show as yes. our main challenge all stars extravaganza which did you notice just before we get too nitpicky on it did you notice how the production team totally did some girls dirty on that talent show like ginger and some of the good queens are like the higher queens i'm sorry fan favorite i've loved <laughs> ginger since her first season so i'm gonna always support her but some of them had full-on props and like a design. Oh yeah. And then you look at like Serena, and they gave her like her little janky wig stand. Yeah. And it was like you get that. Yeah. No, I yeah. There's <laughs> definitely some favoritism going on. 
I think you know you bring up a good point talking about fan favorites. Let's give our predictions now before we jump into oh. these episodes because I think Please it will don't. be important <laughs> because I think then at least our listeners can know that if there's some bias in our little critiques, you probably know why. So give it to us, Miss Apocalypse. Oh Who do we God. think? Top you three here. cannot be doing this to Oh, me. I am doing this. I've been I'm... thinking that this is my favorite season of all time. Um, I want... Oh, I think it's going to be... I hope. Okay, I'm going to say my dream one first. Kay. I think it's... My dream one is Ginger, Jan, and Raja or Scarlet. Ooh, okay. So we're close. Okay. <laughs> so mine, I would say, is Raja. I am ruining for her. She's so good this season. I, I am so impressed with her, but oh. we won't go into it too much. Um. So Raja, Jan, and Scarlet. Jan's my alternate. <laughs> yes. I will say the sad part, I mean, and then, of course, I mean, I love Silky, but Silky already went home. Well, Eureka. You don't know what happens to the twist. True, true. I don't know, so I can hold my breath. However, I mean, those, I still stick with those mm-hmm. three. It is funny, though. I will say how much I am rooting for Jan, even though I did not. You did root, not. You weren't a Jan stan. <laughs> I was not a Jan girl at all. And I also wasn't for um her teammate her her co-singer oh my rose. gosh rose yes yeah, you were you were, took you forever on the rose oh train. my god i was late so like to the that final train. four and you're like, i, oh, I kind of like her. i almost missed the train on that one okay so i will admit it that. took off and miss chopsticks is waving at the station yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes so okay so season episode one who do you think six. had the best best talent oh i totally think raja Really? I think I was so impressed with her. 61 oh, minute really? to sew a dress ah. and to do it the way she did it and to yeah. the hype with it, the timing. Like, I it mean, was a good she performance. She kept us on our toes. And when you can get Carson Daly to be anxious and, know, and not know whether or not she was going to meet that, I mean, hands down, I think by far was definitely one of my favorites. I, w- I would put her up there as well. I think my top two, and I was really pressed that they didn't get it, either of them was Jan and um, Scarlet. I look at Scarlet's and her, like when you look at the blowing bubble as campy as it is, yes. that was so talented because had had one of those bubbles popped, her whole routine was messed up. You know, you're right. And I <laughs> and I do feel like, yeah, Scarlet definitely... She a did a burlesque say, show with bubbles. She <laughs> did. And people are saying, I know that she got robbed. And I did feel the way that same way. But at the same time, I just think that Raja built up way more. Raja built it up, but more importantly, those there was not as much interaction with Scarlett's right. show and mm-hmm. the judges, right? So, like, when you're trying to do a talent show, the audience matters, and like, so your judges need to be intrigued and be feel like they're a part of the show. Yes. And I think that's what Raja did, and I think that's why she ended up with the crown that week. Like, I really think that that's something that Scarlett Wait, no, just didn't the first have. one Yara did well Yara did that's yeah, right. right I forgot because I was like yeah Raja won but that's they did the two episodes the first week yes <laughs> Ra- yeah right. Raja technically did not win that one yes Yara won which I just... which made no sense because they should have yes. given their base off like because you're right based off the reactions obviously they were laughing that like crazy well who wouldn't though Yara. right when you have like big ass boobies that was on. the most random thing in the world so I could random. not stop laughing because of how just stupid it was I also could not deal with it. Like, I felt like it was just like... It got tired out after a while. Yeah, like... like In a club, hilarious. That would be so funny in a bar. Like, to see her come out when you didn't expect it. Right. Being there in person would be so funny. TV, it kind of gets boring. Yeah, especially after, like, the first 10 seconds. Like, I I see it. I understand it. Okay, cool. Let's move on. We're Um, not feeling the energy that the room is feeling. Like, every all the queens who were there were saying... 
they had to keep reshooting it because of how much people were laughing at Yara. She would switch it up every time she came out yeah. and they would just laugh and laugh yeah. and it was ruining it. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I definitely think that between Scarlett and Raja, I think, you know, they definitely got robbed. Um, you know, kudos to Yara. I think it was good. It just wasn't, I think, in my opinion, up to standard. But And I think that brings in, I'm going to just do my one conspiracy for the whole theory or season, which means you talked about before, Miss yes. Chopsticks, and that is that they are going to break Jan this season. Yes. And I think that's why they're not giving her that solid of critiques. Yes. Because she's doing the best. Like, I think, I thought in season 12, I think it now, she's so flawless and so polished. But the judges want to see her break down and see her do the character arc but i just don't think janet jan is just jan she's this optimistic mm -hmm. like showgirl like yes. your theater friend yes <laughs> you know and the one thing is i think that's where you know it didn't help rose either and, the, and mm -hmm. i feel like i can see a similar production path for yep. jan as they did for rose where she's just going to be safe for the first so again, you know three quarters of the season and then come near the end i think we'll really see her true self and but yet, what a shame, right? Because I agree with you. I think she's amazing. I think that she's done so... She's she's just really talented. Right. You know, both with her singing and then also just with her overall makeup and her looks. Um, so yes, I agree. I do have that. I agree with that conspiracy. I think that it might happen. It sucks. I really hope they don't because I really... Right. Unless she does it and she breaks through. Then we're going to have Jan be the winner. True. Easily. Um, we got to talk about this just, just, you know, because I think we have to what the heck with eureka and her damn fillers like she got them all-star lips <laughs> oh my god did you i so i heard i forgot where i heard it but there's some hardcore tea on there like saying um as soon as eureka did we're here you know the hbo max mm -hmm. show with bob and shangela like as soon as she did that wow was like calling her up instantly and was like we want that eureka magic and i'm so proud of her like i was not a eureka fan mm -hmm. for her two seasons i didn't like her in nine i didn't like no. her in ten even when because i thought she, I she thought was she better was, in ten she was but she was i've always i got such like a bully vibe from her in that one because like you had cameron mm -hmm. she was who was quiet but like her and aquaria just were almost unbearable during season 10 like yeah. they just ruled yeah. that roost and so i'm super excited to see like now eureka is she's finally arrived like as herself i think she's mm -hmm. not trying to go for the campy like this the gif moment anymore yeah. it's like okay i'm just gonna be a eureka and you guys like it or don't i agree <laughs> i but geez when she walked out and and she just did her entrance i was like god the eyebrows and the lip fillers what is going on and then even in see episode one with her dress like i was like bored I yeah. don't think I would so, ever be bored with Eureka. Come I've on, seen that Eureka. dress that and that I think that was strategy because she remember she said that that was to honor her mom, mom or yes. grandma. No, no judge who's gonna go off and read read a girl for losing their pair. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> strategy for Eureka. Um. So then that brings us to episode Co two. Yep. The so blue we ball. saw who got eliminated. Um. Cha that was Serena. Serena Cha Cha. No, home. Jiggly goes home for episode two. Episode one, though. Oh, sorry. We, yeah. Yes, so finishing episode. Yes. Yep. Serena yes, goes yes. home. Serena goes home. Um, who was in the bottom with her Jiggly, right? Uh, yes. Yep. Both I, weeks? Yes. Jiggly for both weeks, I believe. But we know Serena goes yep, home. Yep. Serena goes first one. Second one, spoiler, Jiggy, Jiggly goes Jiggly home. Jiggly goes home. Yep. But let's talk about, it's a blue ball, which we got the 32 or 36 freaking looks. It was a cool challenge, but a very long runway. It was boring. I wasn't, I mean, I just thought it was like 
too much all at once. I think it was also because we got season, episode one and two together. Yeah. That by episode two, yes. I was already like over it and ready to just kind of move on. Um, well, the theme, the themes just, I don't think translated the best. Like I'm convinced that the girls got different prompts because like the I blue collar that. ball, mm-hmm. like I thought Jan's outfit was so good, but yes. that's not the same prompt. Like being a, like having tires on and like driving truck driving. Yeah. Like she understood a different assignment, I think, than like Yara, who's a construction worker, or like yeah. there was a lot of weird. It was like very me- like mixed match. Like it just yeah, it definitely... right. It didn't seem like they all had the same thing no. or, or same else... prompt to be like, this is what the assignment is. Right. <laughs> and I just felt like at the end of the day, like it just wasn't. I don't know. Like when you get to like episode two, you need to make sure that that hype is there to support your episode to one. To keep it going. And yeah, exactly. And I just felt like it kind of died for me. And I really just don't know if it was just because it was the second hour or what it was. I, I had the felt... same response. So I felt it was just dragging. And I'm like, okay, let's move on. However, super happy that Raja won. Yep. I mean, I felt like she got her redemption, especially getting robbed from episode one. I think one. she was robbed on that one. Scarlet's blue gown. Oh. was phenomenal that she yeah. or that she made all those materials i thought that look was so so, so stunning so on point that i was like how is she safe not even a top girl like i know <laughs> you know it, i know it was really weird yeah i agree with that i don't know what it was but i feel like they're they're playing tricks on the on the viewers i think they're that. really doing that because i think they know that the fan base is very attuned to what these like the trends are and they're like we're gonna switch it up yeah i agree and i on more importantly though i i feel like post-production is also higher this time than it was last like all the other prior seasons and so i feel like there's a lot more cutting and editing and things that they're keeping (laughs) from us so like people like scarlet i feel like and jan are kind of flying under the radar and i wonder if that's just because they know what's going to end up happening and so they're just you know all of this is happening in post edits who knows i guess we'll wait and find out but i mean I definitely agree with you. Scarlet's dress and gown was just mind blowing. And we get one of the so I didn't mind the lip sync from the first week. Yara and Coco, it was pretty drag, like normal drag. Yeah. But it was weird that they had them do it to Uptown Funk. I think that I pulled me know. out, like just the male vocals and it was it weird. just didn't feel drag. But the song wasn't appropriate. I feel no. like I agree. And, and then week two, we get like one of my favorite lip sync assassins, Brooklyn, comes back in yeah. and goes against Raja, which delivers one of the most Icon until episode three up to that point was like the most iconic, iconic. like I love lip sync for a long time. Yeah, I mean, and I felt like the music and everything worked and everything was perfect. Like, yeah, that lip sync was unreal. But then you're right. Let's jump into episode three. Uh, our oh. queen returns. Laganja Saranja came back, Look. and like I think that's all Laganja. everyone talks about with season or episode three was like Laganja came back. Mm-hmm. I I don't think anyone knows about the looks. <laughs> No one looks, knows about the looks, yeah. Um, and the mini challenge with the side hustles being ter- um, teamed up in the group. Yeah, like I mean, uh, and then of course our beloved Silky is uh. the one that's eliminated, which is such a bummer. Um, but we called it though, right? Like Miss mm-hmm. Apocalypse and I watched episode three together, and we and we thought so. We yep. figured that Silky was gonna go home. But kind of with the editing, because we had said yes. that too, because of how she was like i'm not gonna be the same girl i was last time we're like why is silky doing this like all of season 11 was louder than all hell like took the camera and then it was like to see the sentimental moment of her like trying to not be the villain which i don't get i think as production telling her like hey you might go home today but 
don't worry, you're coming back. Like, I have a weird feeling about someone like that because, like, yeah. it was so off-brand for Silky to do that this episode. She did not do good performance-wise. She gave up the middle of her filming challenge. Remember, she's like, know, she, oh, you can give it to, give it to someone know. else. And <laughs> that is what cost her, and I agree. And I think it's... I know it was really and it's sad not because, on brand for her no and I felt like you're totally right if Silky was really off brand for season uh, for episode 3 I keep saying season but I episode know. 3 and it was it almost feels like it was scripted yep. for me yep. because I think they wanted her in that twist plot whatever yep. that twist plot is gonna be I think they needed her right and I, I agree. feel like when we finally it's gonna be revealed to us as to what the twist will be Silky is gonna be bigger louder than ever she can return to form yeah yeah and i think so, when that happens i hope it does we're gonna have eureka and silky's personalities cranked to 11 hell and yes. i think that's a good that kind of drama is the stuff i like in all stars like yeah. last season of all stars the whole alexis mateo thing mm-hmm. like that got drawn out and was just not entertaining enough to no. me this kind like you have two big personalities every girl that was on this season pretty much had like a shit edit or a villain edit during their original one this is overall their redemption season yes Yes. we have people who this is the first time competing on Mm all-stars sometimes some of them it's their second time on Mm all-stars and then eureka it's her third time on the franchise altogether yeah like this is such a cool yep cast right and like talking about big personalities i think we should talk about trinity personality yes. and her complete just like reading of everyone for not for celebrating her. her her win um i mean i don't know i'm on the fence with her i like her i think she's talented i don't know if i really like her personality so much like she kind of is being right now written as like a little bit of a crybaby because she's kind of like the lone yeah. wolf from the whole season and just no one really knows her and she was worried about not being saved and all this stuff so like I don't know. I'm not a big fan of her right now. I think that she's talented. I definitely, I won't, you know, take that away. I think that they did a great job um, with her, I mean, for her little mini challenge or her maxi challenge. But yeah, I think she's going to, her personality, I think she's going to probably be a villain. I think, see, I'm like, I'm excited to see what they do for Trinity. Because like, oddly enough, season six, she was my, I think that's season six. Yeah. Season six, she was my go-to like fan favorite, like Mm. more than Bianca. Like I love Bianca, but... I liked, I liked Trinity because she was so vulnerable, and there were so many moments in that season where Bianca's like, you know, took her under her wing and was like, "No, let's do this. Let's get yeah. this right. Like, and be yourself and do that." So we, I like that because that season, Trinity, I think, was like twenty one and wanted to had dreams of being a Beyonce impersonator, and like that was her stick. But she was still so new at it that she was trying to figure it out. She was like went into herself and was like depressed and i liked seeing bianca pull her out making her into an actual competitor mm-hmm. that's and she did that and i hope they don't do that same storyline with this one which i kind of get the same vibes mm-hmm. almost where it's like yeah. let's keep her like the the strong but secret queen. right see and i didn't watch that season that trinity yeah. was on so i don't remember so her personality is all new to you yeah which I would I would agree with your perspective then because yeah. she's a bit whiny and kind of full of herself. <laughs> yes, definitely. So I'm interested now knowing that I'm gonna be interested to see kind of how she evolves and what happens. Um, but let's talk about the lip sync. She did so good though. Like Holy. she did so good against someone who she knew she like when Laganja drops off from the mm-hmm. fucking ceiling. You know Trinity when she looks at the judge and is like that doesn't count. 
yeah. <laughs> like, first of all, props for Trinity to take a situation and make it into a moment and be like, that drop didn't count. Like, Absolutely. loved it. But, but they killed that whole. Oh my God. The best song for, for that lip sync and they killed it. Best song. And <laughs> I mean, how appropriate, right? Because we still had the whole Britney Spears yes. uh, conservatorship movement going on right now like to have i mean the muse that song just was also fitting and trinity definitely stepped up to the plate and really delivered and really showed why she could potentially be a lipstick assassin yep. even though she didn't win i think the fact that she went against lagaja and i mean no one was gonna win no one's gonna ever gonna win against her but right. like stood her ground yeah and just show that she deserved there and like they just worked so well off of each other i was so happy so impressed by it i loved every second of that lip sync um yeah and uh, now the bar set and i was that was actually gonna bring i was just over here miss apocalypse daydreaming i was like do you know how good of a show that because like wow i was announcing all these new uh, projects how cool would that be to have a lip sync like show of like the queens just go against each other for like lip syncs and oh, like yeah. how cool it would be to see Brooklyn and Laganja. Oh God. And then like, throw Cameron in there, please. Like how heavenly would that be? But I did, we didn't even talk about it because well, yeah, Silky goes home. That's as far as we got with the mm-hmm. episode, but I forgot to even mention like, and I don't know if you caught it and this is just in shooting the passing here, but wow is releasing. So if anyone's interested to audition, they have a new dating social experiment show for drag queens that you can send your audition tape in. So I want to know what the hell WoW's doing with the dating a drag queen. Oh my god, <laughs> I reality need show. to watch that. That is so funny because speaking of dating show, um, we have a crossover. As all you guys have been listening, you know Miss Chasek's love the Bachelor franchise. Absolutely love it. And to all of you guys that are watching The Bachelorette this season with Katie, <laughs> it is phenomenal. So, with that being said, though, we have a crossover with Miss Chopstick's two favorite franchise with Drag Race and Bachelorette. Yes. Who doesn't want to see people compete for drag queens? Oh, my God. It's amazing. Shay is on there. And and it's on this last week's episode. I haven't caught it yet. So, don't worry, you guys. Miss Chopstick's will definitely give you the download on it on our next week's episode because... It is happening. I'm so excited. I can't even contain myself. It is almost as excited as I was in last season when I was talking about office supplies. That's the level of excitement that Miss Chopsticks is having inside right now. So I would love... Somehow I managed to die even more. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. I mean, this is why we are just two peas in a pod um, with tons of stuff. On a podcast. On a podcast. (laughs) Two peas in a podcast. What are you talking about? Yes, I love it. Um... (laughs) But yes, like it is. I'm so so intrigued by that idea of dating a yeah. drag queen. I and that's also what it, that kind of feeds in. I thought the other show that they're doing is a singing competition for drag queens, right? Ooh, and yeah. I'm almost debating, or I was thinking, because that got announced, I think, while they were filming this current season of All Stars. Do you think there's a possibility that Wow knew that and was trying to talk Jan out of being the singer of this season in order to pitch her to be like, hey? You and Rosé, because I guarantee you, I think they're going to get her and Rosé to audition on there so they can have a rivalry moment. Oh, I like that. And that's going to bring viewers. Fans of Jan and Rosé are going to watch them. And I bet they'll bring the other girl. I forgot. Sorry. I forgot her name. From Stephanie's Child, their girl group, bring her over. Oh, that's going to be juicy. Right? Built-in drama. You have a girl group who all independently kind of achieved fame, fame, and now you bring them on a singing competition. (laughs) 
And especially if Jan doesn't make it to the top four. Right. Like That's what I'm saying. saying. I'm thinking I, there is ooh, a. Oh, I like it. I like it. So you hear it. You heard it here first. You You're guys. welcome. Wow. Yeah. Death <laughs> Drop Pod is really just giving and handing out scripts to everyone. As to giving what... ideas out to everyone. Yeah. And if it gets picked up, once again, you heard it here first and we're calling it or more so Miss Apocalypse is calling it. And I'm just jumping on that train. Like You're I at the dating do. show. When we get the dating show, we are doing a podcast on that dream dating think show. We will. <laughs> if you i mean i i think so and for all our listeners miss apocalypse is single so we I'm might single. i want to go on a drag date hell yeah we might all have to submit if you guys like that idea and we should submit oh miss apocalypse just blindly onto the show oh hit God. me up because once again i'm gonna just do my little drop of bachelorette history let's not forget our last winner of bachelorette zach clark kudos to the release foundation <laughs> this apocalypse is dying inside oh my god of course he got submitted by his sister without knowing it we can do the same thing for miss apocalypse you guys it is going to be unreal and, he, and um and when i get rejected we can go ahead and post the full video audition video oh, of how get rejected you guys she <laughs> miss apocalypse is just selling herself short but we're going to wrap this thing up yes. because we're super excited to kind of get into next week's episode. We're... Thank you guys for joining us for a full crazy rundown of three yes. episodes in one. Um, and here's to season two of the Death Drop Pod. So, yes, season two, All-Star 6. Hell we're yeah. Good. We're back. So we're back. <laughs> we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Bye. Bye, dolls. You've been listening to the Death Drop Pod. We're all about everything drag, from Drag Race to Dragula, and all the queens and kings all over the world. Did you have fun? We know we did. We love, love, love you. And thank you for listening to the show. But it's not over, honey. Till next time, you can check us out on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Find the show at the underscore death drop underscore pod. Find Miss Apocalypse at Miss underscore Apocalypse underscore Queen. And Miss Chopsticks at its underscore Chopsticks. Two X's. Till next time, stay beautiful, my loves. This is the Death Drop Pod, signing off for now. Bye-bye.